This is a BYU Sports Nation special. A great BYU sports moment, play-by-replay. Presented by the BYU Store. Now, here are your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is BYU Sports Nation play-by-replay wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan and our main event guests, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, BYU linebacker Kavika Fanua, head coach Kalani Satake will join us later. Today, our play-by-replay special features 22nd-ranked USC at BYU September 14, 2019, an overtime thriller, unforgettable finish at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Now, this game, Jerem, on the heels of the Rocky Top revival. This was an incredible eight-day span for BYU football. So much momentum going into this game, right, guys, because you had just defeated Tennessee in double overtime, and in comes USC, Sky Cam at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I'm obsessed. I don't know if you noticed it during the game. But this was a huge matchup, great crowd, afternoon. Uh, it, was, it was pristine, the setup here. Yeah, I mean, the day games I, I liked the most. Just, like, the atmosphere was, was really fun. Kavika, how would you explain the atmosphere of this game? Um, I was, it, was, it was crazy. Just the w- initial walk into the stadium, the fans were high, making us even more um, excited to play. And off a big win, we were all like ready to go, ready in the morning. So. And you guys play a ton of big teams, but in comes another unique opponent, right, USC. This is a big game. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, um, you know, especially after beating Tennessee, it was one of those things watching film where, like, you know, we, we can beat these guys. Like, if we, you know, if things click for us, if we make plays, we can beat these guys. So, you know, we had that confidence going for us. Uh, you made plenty of plays. In fact, let's get to that as we begin our play-by-replay video review. We start... Oh, Skycam, Spencer. Look at that. There's your Skycam. Oh, There's your best friend, Jerem. 7 nothing USC. And Kavika, I'm going to start with you on the defensive side. Kairos Tonga with a bull rush, maybe of the season. What makes him so tough and so great to have on your defensive side of the ball? Man, I, I, especially when I was the middle linebacker, I knew he would get the run down, and we were confident on the run, especially in this game. Starting off strong with that, that sack just got the whole defense hyped up and ready to want, uh, re- wanting to make plays. Kyrus told me this later. He accidentally gets Keaton Slovis in the eye here. He reaches in with his left hand, and that's where you see Keaton Slovis kind of blinking right there. So, Zach, that's one way to take a quarterback out of a game on accident, right, is, yeah, is just, get inside the face mask? That's what the visor's for. <laughs> what was the defensive game plan overall going into this game, knowing that Keaton Slovis and his receivers, I mean, they were going to chuck it all over the field? Man, it was just really get the – we were doing – what was it? <laughs> we were eight-man deep most of the time. Um, whatever the coaches were calling, we are like, we're going to go with it. And we – the whole entire practice, we were practicing quick and deep threats the whole entire um, time because we knew with Kyrus and all the other guys on the line, we knew we could uh, stop the run. Well, there ends up being Michael Pittman Jr., receiver on their side, ends up being the 34th pick in the draft to the uh, Colts. He had a good game. So that was merited, and there was this drop eight. And a lot of times the fans, they just don't understand why you would drop eight, right? But there were times, Utah State, Jordan Love, first-round pick, USC, drop eight. Uh, you know, second round pick, Michael Pittman Jr. It made sense. You guys had three picks in this game because of drop eight. Yeah, and it definitely went for our um, our scheme and everything. And I really, and it was just like once we were bought into that that system, we we felt like we could shut those good quarterbacks down. And it was fun going against them. 
Okay, serious momentum shifting play right here. Peyton Wilgar, full extension layout, interception, and you can hear the crowd go absolutely nuts. This is a major turning point of the game because their first drive, speaking of USC, they kind of just did what they wanted. They marched down the field and scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where actually when we were sitting down and they after they scored, me and Peyton, I don't know if it was before or after, but me and Peyton really um, – sat down because a lot of our linebackers were getting hurt. So it was basically if we got hurt, we had to put in somebody else that didn't know how to play the position. So we're like, we either have to make a play or the only way we're getting off to is if we get hurt. So we were like, we just got to make a play, stay off the field, and so this so we could be fresh for the whole entire game. Because Keenan Peely gets hurt on the first play of the game, I think, defensively, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, and that's where we're like, right. well, this is going to be our funnest game or longest game of our life. So Now, now your pick was, uh, his pick was better in the dive, but you had a better return the week before, right, against Tennessee? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that just looked pretty. That is Man, nice, he's an right? athlete on that play. So. Uh, Zach, at any point are you thinking, hey, do you want to play tight end, Peyton? Yeah, exactly. That was a, I mean, I've seen some of our defensive guys catch. They don't have the greatest hands, but right here he, uh, he laid out for that one. That one looked nice. And at this point, Zach, are you, you're preparing to go on the field, assuming it's going to be confirmed at this point? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just watching the replay, and, um, you know, for a quarterback, that's a hard situation when you have three in-breaking routes. You know, number three, they're trying to get Peyton to chase number three to open up number two. And, you know, he had help inside, and so Peyton had the ability to, to gamble on number two, and, and Keaton Slovis just didn't see it. it as a great play by him and, and a great scheme for what they had called to. Which, by the way, the week before, Keaton Slovis becomes, uh, he's a true freshman. He starts against Stanford. He goes 28 of 33 for 377 yards and three touchdowns because JT Daniels tore his ACL in week one against Fresno State. So he's leading the country in completion percentage, and he was probably a, a major part of the scouting report, right? Oh, yeah. That's why we wanted to do that drop eight scheme ready for him. And that's why the whole entire practice, if we didn't do quick game or are reading the quarterback right in practice, Coach Kalani was on our head. Has anybody noticed how jacked the ref is right there? <laughs> good, good, good grief. That's hitting the weight room. You're going to argue with that call. Did you have any doubt? As, as you try and manage the situation, that, that it wasn't an interception? Or did you feel like, no, we're, it's our ball? No, I, I for sure thought it was our ball. I mean, there wasn't any doubt in this situation. Um, I was just excited for the good field position that we had. Okay, and you try and take advantage of that right here. Just over seven minutes remaining in the first quarter. Whole new ball game, down 7 nothing, And then Tyson Williams, speaking of the NFL, picked up by the Baltimore Ravens. I know Tyson will say, I should have come back inside and I would have scored. Yeah, yeah, I would say... Probably one of the worst runs in his career. <laughs> that, dude, that dude is such a baller. Like, he is the, one of the most freak athletes I've ever seen. And, you know, he would tell you every single, I mean, every single time if you asked him that this was probably not the way you should have gone. But, um, you know, it got us in good position to make some plays. Is that a designed fake by him to not give it to Aleva there? Yeah, so we set it up in the game to have, I mean, I think it was the week before against Tennessee. We ran a, a little reverse pass. Um, we also had ones where we pitched it around and did like a, a full reverse, and so that was kind of just one to set it up um, to give them a fake. And um, we pretty much told everyone all week in practice that you know they're going to chase and they're going to bite on this one, and they did. It was a great, great play call. Then you got to go back to them, right? Yeah, got to go back to them. You see the struggle at the line, and for the time being, USC holds BYU out. You want you want to get Tyson the touchdown, right? Yeah, you do. There's an element to that. Yeah, you do. I mean, maybe I don't know if he deserves it after that one, but. <laughs> 
But uh, no, that dude's a baller. Like I have so much respect for him. He's one of my one of my really good friends. I picked up after this year, and and so you know he de- he deserves it more than anyone. Now, if this is 1989, this is a touchdown, right? Yeah. But it's 2019, and there's video review. This gets reviewed, and it's not a touchdown. So mm-hmm. you're trying to tie the game up here. Mm-hmm. Um, is this four down territory at this point, or are you? kicking for points if you didn't get it. Yeah, you know, being a quarterback, it's always four down territory. I mean, I I hate (laughs) kicking the ball. You know, we did it way too much last year. Um, You know, and it's drives like this. You know, watching this, it's just, you know, it's frustrating to get down to the one-yard line and can't punch it in. And so, in my head, it's like, okay, let's let's make them stop us for a third time because it's it's a big momentum shift, too. You know, if we get it in the end zone right here, it's, you know, the momentum shifts on our side. All right. uh, The official back out to once again announce their review. He's got to do some curls. What are you talking about? Sure. While while he's watching the film. Is it tough to maintain composure and uh, a feel for the game when you're constantly stopping? Like, and they're reviewing plays. Like, what's that like for you as, as players? I think for me, it's, you know, it's really just diagnosing the situation. I think in this situation saying, okay, Tyson's down on the one. You know, what package do we want to come in with? Do we want to come in? Um, one with our you know special teams guys and run our scrum stuff or is this something we have some sort of design play call or um, depending on the situation in the game should we kick it you know so it gives us that time to you know really diagnose the situation and see what we want to do look how beautiful that sky cam shot is my gosh i mean they they were bringing in an audience from uh, i think uh, abc or something uh, joining mid mid progress right uh, stu- hey, student section missing a little bit right there. I'm going to yeah. call them out right now. Little yeah, bit in the top in. could have showed up, but no, the, the crowd was great. They end up uh, getting a chance to go on the field later. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you got the entire country watching. Comes back out. It's third and a few inches to get in. Who decides? Okay, it's time for the scrum package. Kalani. If it was up to me, I would say the offense on the field. <laughs> okay, so the no, scrum- it's, a, it's a great play, though. It, 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 I mean, it bailed us out of so many situations, but, you know, it's a pride thing. The offense always wants to be the one scoring the ball. Austin Kafensis comes in and plays quarterback. Kairos Tonga's in there blocking. Diane Gawolik, who's running the ball. Kavika, are you going to get in on the scrum package next season? Man, I'll take it. I got a little experience of running back, you know, Diane's right. leaving. He, was, he did really good in this game, too. And, uh, I mean, we're all yelling scrum because, I mean, defense loves to play some offense, too. So Oh, there it is. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so they want to relive their glory days. I'm, I'm just wondering so. when there's going to be a scrum where I'm at safety or something. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting you for. You go in. Yeah. Tyson at linebacker. Wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> okay, so here come the big boys. And look at Kyrus rung out there. He's got, like, the neck pad. It's just like, I don't want to be... Trying to take that guy down. Is there? I mean, if you're for USC, is there any doubt where this ball is going? They know yeah. what's coming, right? And you had run it against Western Michigan two games ago, the year yep. before. I mean, Diane Gawoliku, and uh, he runs for essentially six yards right there behind Kyrus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a good fullback to have. That's a great call by your head coach at that point. It right? is. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, and there are stories from practice where uh, the defense would have like 20 guys. And try and stop it? Tell me about that, Kavika. Oh, I mean, it was fun a little bit because, I mean, if you're on the defensive side with 20 guys, you're just trying to make them better and just getting everything right and making the scheme perfect so then when they're going against 11 guys, it's just easy. Extra point good, 7-7. How has your mentality changed now, uh, having tied the game? You know, for me... 
you know, I just say that we're right in it still. You know, it's never fun to get down early. I would say that's probably one of the biggest things is you you got to make plays early in the game. No one likes coming from behind. I mean, those are fun victories, obviously, but it's it's good to stay in a game early on. So that was a big touchdown for us. I mean, it's pretty fun, too. Once we uh, made some plays, you just want to keep on having the ball roll, and, and that's what we did eventually, so... All right. Uh, yeah, a perfect precursor to what we're going to witness uh, right after the break as we bring in BYU football head coach Kalani Satake. And uh, you guys stick around with us, okay? Perfect. Yeah. BYU-USC play-by-replay. BYU Sports Nation special continues after this. Look at Isaiah Kafusi. That and more next. BYU play-by-replay is presented by Deseret First Credit Union. You know why. We show how. And Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation play by replay as we look back at September 14, 2019, 22nd ranked USC taking on BYU. Beautiful September afternoon at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and an all time game, especially if you're watching as a Cougar fan. We now welcome in the BYU football head coach Kalani Satake, who joins quarterback Zach Wilson and linebacker Kavika Fanua. Coach, uh, you heard you guys talk about that. Uh, Opening drive to tie the game up at seven apiece, and uh, then give you a little bit of a hard time for calling in the scrum package. Now, now it's your <laughs> turn to uh, tell yeah. us why you decided to do that on third and one. Um, I don't know, just change the. I think they knew what was coming, and uh, you know the bulk of our old line still on the field and scrum anyways, and um, we just wanted to see how they're going to line up to it. I think they made an adjustment later on in the game to it that that was successful for them. But I think uh, at that moment we we practiced for that scrum to get one yard. And I think it was a perfect moment for it. You're a guy that can appreciate a good block at the goal line, right? You did that as a player. Yeah, I mean, just give give some love to the guys and uh, for throwing blocks and defensive guys to get in there. I know Kyrus and some of the other defensive linemen that are involved, uh, they have a lot of pride in it. And I know Zach has a lot of pride and doesn't want to see the scrum package much anymore. And <laughs> so uh, offense has to do do something on their part and yep. in you know in the off season and to make me change my mind. And I. I'm still up fair game to just let them finish it out in those moments. Tell me you guys have seen the old highlights of your coach doing work on the goal line at Notre Dame and whatnot. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him uh, holding the ball with one hand and not uh, tucking, it, <laughs> tucking it high. Yeah, I, I, I tell them not to do what I did, but do as I say. Right? So I didn't have the best ball security and everything, and, and these guys are much better players, so I think they're much more obedient than I was when it came to ball security. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right, let's get back to the game. BYU and USC tied at seven apiece. Uh, the BYU defense just making a huge play to get the offense the ball in good field position. They pay it off with that scrum package touchdown, but here comes Keaton Slovis and the Trojans once again. So, Kavika, it's nice that you get the turnover, uh, but you're right back on the field. So what's going through your mind right now? I mean, I'm just excited that they scored, and that's when we're just we gotta keep our heads up and just ready for a good game. And we know that they still have a good run, and we're just ready for anything. And um, even though that we want, knew that they were gonna pass a lot, we knew that we had to just tighten tighten it up on the on the pass and ready for any passes. I know you want to get after the quarterback, and, and Coach, you want to apply pressure, but uh, as we've talked about, this was largely a drop-eight scenario. So mm-hmm. uh, how do you not get antsy and, and want to get after a young quarterback like Keaton Slovis? Well, you know, I think drop-eight is exact, is, is uh, probably opposite of what I want to do most of the time, you know, and 
Well, but when you're facing teams that, that are quick trigger and get rid of the ball quick, and uh, a high number of what they do was getting rid of the ball uh, and, and hurry. So blitzing all 11 wouldn't work, but neither were blitzing four or five, you know. That I think we felt like we had, we watched their film, we know their scheme. This air raid scheme generated was, was created here in BYU campus. And so all the guys that did it, we just feel like we, we could get them in a position where we're trying to force them to run the ball, but also trying to steal the quarterback's eyes. And knowing how the air raid system works, the, when, the, you know, when the turnover happens, they don't stop throwing the ball. They, they, they have to keep going at it and try to be more efficient. And that's where you get these pockets and these, these uh, seams that our, our linebackers can fit under. And uh, Kavika and the boys did a great job stealing routes and, and understanding the, s- the scheme and the system. And part of us running the, the, our defensive scheme was teaching them uh, the offensive part. And I think there's a place for drop eight, but I think there's also a place where you don't need to rely on it so much and still get after the quarterback. Okay, Zach, so you come right back out on the field after that interception from Isaiah Kafusi and it looks like a similar play to what Tyson Williams ran but this time you run the reverse and it's a throwback to you yeah you know as a setup we were trying to uh steal one down the sideline you know I was hoping we could score right here but you know it was a great um you know this this gave us a lot of confidence too you know it's back to back to back of just big plays and I think that's what you know got us hyped up on our sideline it got the the crowd going with the game and so you know it was a good just a uh, good run of plays okay Inside the 10-yard line, Zach, you call your own number here and uh, a short gain. But th- this is what, one of those critical areas we're talking about where when the field gets short, you wouldn't think it's so hard, but you have less space to work in. So mm-hmm. what's it like operating with the offense uh, when you only have seven or eight yards to go for the end zone? Yeah, you know, you got to you have to be uh, precise with details. You know, in this situation, this is actually the exact same play I scored on to win the game. This is, the, you know, the exact same play. USC gave us a different look. They brought the player off the edge rather than on the last one. He actually showed like he was playing man and then came, so I was able to sneak down the middle before he got me. Um, you know, so it's really, you know, that one just was, was you know, part of their scheme. You know, they happened to, to call a play that, that worked well in that situation, but later in the game they, they obviously didn't call one that worked well. Coach, we just saw your offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. Uh, what's his demeanor uh, when, he's, when he's calling plays up there like, and how much communication do you have with him specifically? Yeah, we're all, I'm on the headphones with the offense and defense when, whenever they're on the field, and so I'm giving them feedback on what I'm seeing. And, and you know, we're in this situation where we felt like the defense wasn't in a good spot. There's momentum created, and, and knowing that um, come off this third down, what the decision would be to, to either go for it or kick a field goal, I think the, the most important thing for us was the capitalize on it, get some points, and keep the momentum rolling in our favor. Okay, Zach, you're going to do your favorite thing here. You're going to end up kicking a field goal. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, this was, I was, you know, I was pretty frustrated at the beginning of this game. I mean, I threw this ball too high for Dax. He ran a great route. I didn't get my shoulder square to the line. Um, you know, and it's one of those frustrating things. It's like, you know what, we just got down here again, and we got to capitalize and, capitalize and score. You know, that's what separates the good teams from the great teams. And, uh, you know, that's a big focus for us this year and, you know, frustrating in these moments. We should point out that you're still coming off of shoulder surgery on that right shoulder. So how much was that affecting you in this game? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I would say maybe the shoulder wasn't as affecting as, as it was wearing that huge sling. You know, the sling, you know, sucked to wear. I would say at this point in, in my shoulder recovery, this is by far the best I've ever felt throwing the ball. And so, you know, it just takes time. But, you know, no excuse. That wasn't the reason I missed that throw. Um, 
you know, it really just had to come down to timing and anticipation, all that kind of thing. So you get points, you're up 10, seven, you capitalize on another defensive turnover. So Kavika, you guys are doing your job. And, uh, because, uh, this is a play by replay special and we can edit it how we want. <laughs> you will find Dax Milne at some point during this game, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, we will. So. <laughs> <laughs> look forward to that next. As we continue our BYU-USC play-by-replay special on BYU Sports Nation. September 14, 2019, USC at BYU in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Our play-by-replay special continues on BYU Sports Nation. We have the head football coach, Kalani Satake, his starting quarterback, Zach Wilson, and linebacker, Kavika Fanua. That defense has already created two turnovers. BYU has turned that into 10 points. They led 10-7 at last point, and we'll hop right back into the footage as the Cougars look to secure a win over a top-25 foe. Now tied at 10 early in the second quarter, Zach, you and Tyson Williams back to work, uh, and then the flags fly in. Um, walk us through the emotions of seeing those handkerchiefs hit the field. Yeah, it's never a good, you know, especially when we have big plays. That's probably one of the things that bugs me the most during a game. Um, the, the penalties are what kills a lot of drives for us, and I think that was, you know, one of the biggest things we need to focus on for this next year is, is it, it really limits our ability to score because, you know, it really does just push us back and, and, and holds our... Uh, our uh, drives. Uh, how would you rate your parents' performance here as they're being featured on uh, the ABC broadcast? Yeah, I wish they weren't so so noticed. <laughs> I wish they were uh, go hide or something. <laughs> it's first and twenty, and uh, you're right. Holding call, especially, can be mm-hmm. such a drive killer. You miss a Levihifo right there. So on second and twenty, your playbook gets very small. What options do you have? Yeah, you know they're going to play some sort of prevent defense. They're going to try and keep keep everything in front of them. You know, really, it's um, you want to try and, and, and take a play that's going to have a run after catch. You don't want to force anything down the field, especially where, you know, the field position that we have right now. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, put your defense in a bad situation. And so, you know, right here, it's kind of just make the smartest play that you can, um, give it to someone and let them try and run with it. All right, Kavika, I'm going to set you up. Uh, what's USC doing defensively right here, and? Uh especially on the next play specifically because Zach's going to find Tyson Williams. So I want you to point out who missed what that allows BYU to continue this drive. Okay, well, is it coming up right here? Yeah, so this next play, you tell me where USC makes a mistake that allows this drive to continue on third and 14, no less. Uh, and we all know how much, uh, if you're rooting for a team and uh, they give up a third and 14, how not frustrating that is, right? That's funny. Is that okay. <laughs> So, Zach, you're going through your progressions, and Tyson Williams is wide open. But who's supposed to be on him, Kavika? I mean, they're just doing the – they're rushing three with the spy, and they're probably just trying to hold um, Zach because he's uh, athletic and everything, and he's pretty shifty. So, And then probably they just – the outside linebacker lit um, Tyson outside enough where he got room to make a lot of, uh, a lot of yards. It looks like there are two guys spying you, yeah. Zach. One's yeah. supposed to be spying and the other's supposed to be in coverage and yeah. get together doing the same job. We'll take it. <laughs> exactly. And you would pay that off. Moroni Lau Lupututau, who is uh, coming off of another significant injury. Good to have him back in the fold. And he's kind of, the, uh, going into this game, the lost man behind Matt Bushman. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was good to have him back. You know, I would say he's probably one of our most physical guys, and that's why in that situation... You know, we have a China route called, and, um, you know, he's not the guy that's going to go blowing by him, but he is the guy, if you throw it up and put it on his back shoulder, he's going to go up and, 
you know, pretty much go, go get a rebound. Um, you know, that's kind of how I look at it, and that last play was good for him. Okay, so a breakthrough by the USC defense right there uh, to create a second and long scenario. Kalani, I, I want to go away from the actual play on the field for just a moment here, but as the coach, when you, when you were kind of soaking all this in and you're looking around and Jerem's talked about Skycam and you know the ABC coverage is there and you got USC, how do you handle the emotion of, of that event? Oh, you just get into the game, and, and, and more than anything, because we practice all these different scenarios, it's just letting the guys play. And I think um, you can't get too down on things, and you just stay positive and keep working. That was a, <clears throat> a TFL that, that USC got, made a great play, but knowing the guys that we have, we have to stay upbeat and knowing that we can take a, a play like this and Zach can make a nice throw with a tight window right there to, to Micah. Micah has the, the awareness to hold on to the ball, even though he's going to get hit in the back. And, we just have guys that, that can make plays. And so being able to stay positive and, and uh, keep, keep, uh, keep the guys going on what they're doing, I don't think you can ever expect a perfect game, even though some have been perfect and, in, in, you know, that's sitting in this panel. But <laughs> I don't think you can ever have everything go perfectly as a team. And you just have to keep adjusting and, and uh, keep the guys working. All right, Zach. Okay, so later, uh, as, as we'll find out, you have an open receiver for a moment, but you don't, you don't see him in time. So at what point do you have to ditch and just be like, you know, I, let's get what I can get with Micah Simon? Yeah, you know, I was being greedy. I was thinking Dax could slip behind him, but, you know, it's, it goes one, two to three to Micah in the flat. Um, you can see after here I fake it. You know, USC is getting a lot of depth. Um, one of the problems is our post runner actually took an inside release. You can see he almost runs into the over route rather than staying. So he's actually supposed to aim for the right pylon or the right um, upright on the field goal post. And so he made his way all the way across the field. And right at that moment is when I should have said, oh, I, need, I need to just check it down. You know, he, he got in the way of the over route. I just got to get the ball out of my hands. Pitch left to Tyson, Tyson Williams, uh, setting up really one of the plays of the year for BYU football. Uh, you missed Dax Milne earlier but you want to go back to him. And you said a couple of plays previous to this that you wanted Dax to get behind and you were being greedy. Well, this time you get, you get what you like. So walk us through this play on third and five. Yeah, so we, uh, we called uh, two little return routes on the inside. I think it was by the number three and the number one. Dax is our number two receiver. They came out into like a man press look. And so kind of how it works is um, I got one high safety over the top, and I pretty much tell myself it's a one-on-one -on -one situation unless that safety can make a play. So I hold my eyes down the middle of the field so number 15 can't come across. Dax, instead of giving a fake slant and go, he's going to just try and beat the receiver because if he gives a slant, the receiver's going to stay on his outside and Dax won't be able to release. So Dax will just give him a quick move and release. I'll hold the safety, and then it's pretty much just trying to drop it on the outside where only Dax can make a play on the ball. Unbelievable catch. Kavika, what does this do for the BYU defense when you see the offense producing the way that they are and now you have a seven-point lead? I mean, it just makes us want to make more plays, just like Peyton, Isaiah. Everybody just sees the, that it's just um, contagious, too, that the offense is scoring, that everybody wants to do their part to, um, to win the game. What do we know? What do we not know about Dax Milne, Coach? That uh, every BYU fan should know. I mean, he makes big plays, but we don't hear a lot from him. What kind of a player is he? I think I think you're going to hear a lot from from him in the in the near future. He's got so much upside and, and so much potential, but a very hardworking young man. And uh, I think his ball skills are he's, he plays the ball really well when he, on deep balls, especially. And uh, he does all the little things right. And so I think. Uh, you know, he's all, I think this is only his sophomore year in this game, and so I think he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of potential to make big plays and, and uh, 
even improve on on how he's doing it right now. But I mean, he's these are all big time athletes that they're going against, and you know, a quarterback puts a great great throw on on, and Dak sees it and makes a nice adjustment on his route, and uh, we feel really comfortable with the guys that we have on the field to match up with the athleticism that USC brings. Zach, where does that throw and catch rank uh, in the throws that you had last season for BYU football? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. I would actually say, you know, sometimes throws look harder than they really are, but, you know, sometimes throws that look easier are actually a lot harder than they look. Um, you know, that one is, is definitely one of the most memorable. I wouldn't say maybe one of the hardest throws, especially just because that's, that's what we practice is over that outside shoulder. But, you know, one of the most memorable for sure. That was probably one of the, my most favorite throws of my career so far. 1710 and uh, another parent celebration, no less. So, is your advice to them to find seats where the cameras can't find them? Yeah, they need them? to go sit somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Don't listen to your. Listen, the, the, the Wilsons can do whatever they want. And it doesn't matter where they go, the cameras are going to find them. So, they'll be okay. Hard not to be super excited in that <laughs> yep. moment. Uh, Coach, we know you're an emotional guy. Kavika, how are you on the sideline in those moments? Um, I'm more like calm, even though I'm still rooting for our offense to score. And it's funny, every time we score, the whole defense gets the one goes to the side that we're going to um, defend on the kickoff. And we all start getting hyped up just because they all score. We all have to hype. Me, Isaiah, Peyton, we're all hitting each other, ready to go out in the field. And that's when I kind of build that more uh, excitement up after being calm. BYU's got a lead on 22nd-ranked USC 1710 when we come back on our play-by-replay special. More Zach Wilson magic. And wouldn't you know it, a defensive gem to close things out. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Play-By-Replay is presented by Brady Industries, Honestly Better, and Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back. The fans are going to storm the field here in a minute, but not quite yet. 6.38 left in the game. USC up 24-20. Uh, and at this point, Zach, uh, down four with the ball. Are you licking your chops right now with the opportunity to take the lead? Yeah, you know, this is exciting. You know, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, we just did this last week. Like, we shouldn't be nervous anymore. Like, this is just another one of those things. And, um, you know, we had, a, we had a great situation to come back and win the game. So, you know, those are the best way to win it. Had you not had Tennessee, are you similarly confident, or do you feel like you were way more confident because of that game? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that the game before did did get us ready for this moment. You know, I definitely think going out there, everyone was like, "Hey, this is just like last week. You know, it's nothing." So, uh, let's just go get after it again. Okay, first and ten uh, from the forty-eight. Good field position for BYU. We jump into the clips, and right away, you get a chunk play to Gunnar Romney, and this is this is a play where you you make a play and he makes a play too. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it actually would he would have scored if if I would have actually thrown a good ball. You know, we had a guy come up the middle. You know, this is one of those situations that easily could have been a bad play on my part, right? You know, if I spin back around and there's another dude right there, but you know, knowing the circumstances, um, you kind of got to try and make some plays. Gunner did a good job separating on his post, um, and then I found the seam up the middle to get get him the ball. And Kavika, you feeling it now? BYU's inside the twenty, about to take the lead here. Oh, yeah, I just was putting up the prayers, everything, <laughs> you know, and then just what they've done the whole entire game, I knew that they were going to score. Kalani, uh, break down this play from Zach. Well, I, th- I think that's always a difficult thing when you have someone that just basically passes by a block and this free hitter right up on you. But, uh, you know, looking at Zach, he's practiced that moment over and over again. I think they've repped it 
uh, every day in practice when, when you have to move your feet and make a guy miss. And he's athletic, so he can, he can do a lot of things with his legs, and that's a, a big weapon that he has. Well, speaking of, is this a design draw, Zach? Yeah, so this is actually the same play that we had before. Um, you know, I wanted to look at the replay, but I'm pretty sure. So, you know, the draw is a, is a number-based scheme, right? We got five guys blocking uh, in an empty set. And the problem is, um, you know, if they bring six, there's one guy that's not blocked. So, you know, if I'm correct, USC brought someone off the right side. And, you know, I want to say he was pretending like he was going to play man on number two. And, you know, I saw it coming based on the role of the safety. And so I knew, okay, if I set high, he's going to take a high angle coming straight at me that I can slip inside. So technically at that moment, I'm supposed to throw the ball. Mm. But, um, you know, knowing the circumstances, if he's coming up the middle, I would throw it. But because he's off the edge, I was feeling I could, I could slip inside of him before he got to me. So did you read that pre-snap or in the middle of the play? Uh, it's kind of like right as I'm clapping. It's mm. something that, you know, you you know, with the reps of, of playing quarterback, you just get a feel for it. You know, you slowly start to see the safeties roll to the boundary. You see the guy over number two starting to peek inside. You see his eyes. You see the front shifting shifting around. And so, um, you know, based on uh, based on numbers, you have, a, you know, a tight defensive end. And so you know, okay, this guy's probably coming off the edge right here. And, and if I set high, I can beat him inside. BYU fans, if you're wondering what Zach Wilson is thinking pre-snap, you just got a taste, okay? <laughs> He's looking at 15 different things. And, Kalani, you get a uh, delay of game, but it doesn't really matter. Um, you make well, the it does. No, it it does. does. We, no, we, it doesn't. You made the PH. But the NCAA did something to try to hurry the game up, and that means, like, right after a score, they're trying to get you off the field. And uh, this is one of those moments where it's a, it's a huge emphasis, you know. But uh, this was a big-time celebration for us. I just didn't think that was a time to – for that for that uh, penalty, but we, we'll get better at it, and you know they're gonna try to quicken up the replays that they're doing with the officials, try to make the game a lot quicker. But uh, I really, you're right. If if we get these scores, it doesn't really matter. But that PAT was important because it, our defense, even though we had opportunities to get off the field, was able to force them to a field goal, which allowed us to, to get in a position to win the game. And Zach. Uh, at the five-yard line, you're about to collide with a couple dudes. There's no way you're being prevented from getting into that point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, just you know, just tuck the ball. Don't try and jump and flip in the air or anything. So just just get in. Now, there's a graphic right here that's really interesting. So Tennessee, fourth quarter in overtime, and now in this fourth quarter. 10-14, 199, a touchdown and a rushing touchdown. You were putting in work in, uh, at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, sometimes the the game goes, you know, has its ups and downs, and you know, when plays need to be made, you know, that's when 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 we need to capitalize at the end of a game. And so it was it was good for us to have two games in a row like that. Kavika, uh, USC ends up going down, and they don't get the go ahead touchdown to win. You end up holding them to a field goal, I believe, a fifty plus yarder uh, to tie it. What do you remember from that drive and an attempt to try and at least get it to overtime, if not win the game? Um, what I remember is just always to like Kyrus when we're sitting on the the sideline to I always go to our linemen I would go to our DBs just saying like um to Diane and to Austin and then to our linebackers just saying like we've been through this situation and it's like it's just a walk in the park we've gone through it with Tennessee and that was a tough trial and we've done our part in stopping them when they were trying to score too um it just was like the same deja vu that we felt like and we were ready to go We'll get into overtime in the next segment, but Kalani, uh, once USC makes that field goal, uh, like we talked about, you had been there before, the week mm-hmm. before. You guys were pretty experienced uh, one week later. I think the, the, the main thing, going back on what I said before about staying positive, is just reminding the guys of all their hard work and their preparation for this moment. You know, we've, we've been in situations where it didn't, where we've been close and didn't work out, but 
Um, but I was always proud of their preparation, proud of their, them, their effort. And so we wanted to make sure that if it was, if it was anything that was going to work is because that they were ready for the moment. And if it didn't work, that they have no regrets, you know, and I think these two are, are guys that, that, uh, that, uh, play the game with no regrets. And then they're, uh, I, I like my guys being, uh, um, taking a, a chance sometimes and, and being aggressive, you know? And so, uh, I think the, the goal this year is to tell Zach that every game is the overtime. Every drive is an overtime. Fourth so, quarter. Or, yeah, that might help out. us out, score more <laughs> points, you know? And, exactly. and, but I, I think the, we, we always talk about third downs, the only down and, and, and the down that matters when it comes down to defense and even offense extending drives. And so, uh, we have a good number of young guys and guys that are getting their first taste of football even, you know, and having significant reps. And so, I think it's really cool to see these guys grow up so so much in the last two weeks, and especially in this game. And to put this into context, there was disappointment coming after week one. It's Utah. It's a home loss. You didn't play like you wanted to play. Then you go to Tennessee, and it's a miracle, right? 64 yards of Simon, double OT. Here you are with another top-name program in Provo, an opportunity to continue to validate what the program's doing, Independence, national TV. And here you are, Zach, tied at the end of this game with a chance to kind of keep the momentum going there. Yeah, I mean, these are the moments that's going to, you know, dictate how our season finishes and, you know, how we're going to play the rest of the play the rest of the season. And so I think it was important for us to to finish a game like this. You know, it sucks losing nail biters. And so, you know, this was a big one to focus on. Okay, can the Cougars get it done in overtime? After we come back to OT, we go for a second week in a row. Plays will be made on this BYUSN special play-by-replay BYU-USC 2019. BYU Sports Nation play-by-replay USC at BYU September 14, 2019 continues. We switch up things here uh, on the panel a little bit. Jerem is back in as we talk with Zach Wilson and Kavika Fanua. And we are headed, yes, gentlemen, once again to another overtime scenario. Uh, fans love it, especially when their team wins in overtime. But what's it like emotionally for you guys back-to-back weeks playing in highly stressful overtime situations? Kavika, let's start with you. Um, I think it's just uh, another game, really, just more uh, plays to make and more uh, stats to build your um, tackling or uh, touchdowns. But it's really an opportunity for us to, like, really dig deep and really acknowledge, like, how much we put into our off season and really get into the um, – when our heart is beating hard and the ice are in our veins, you know, but – it's really, uh, I, I like it a lot, being in that situation, um, wanting to make those plays and wanting to get a win for the team. Yeah, you know, for me, I would say making making some, some amazing memories. I would say there's not a lot of BYU quarterbacks that can say they beat uh, USC team in double OT. And so, um, you know, it's really exciting for us just because we get to play this amazing schedule. And, you know, this is part of the reason I came to BYU is because I wanted to play against this amazing competition and, and, and show that we can be a really good team. And so this was just a, another opportunity to win another big game. All right, let's go to overtime. And going into OT, uh, BYU doesn't win the coin flip. You go on offense first, but that's fine, right? Yeah. As long as you score a touchdown, you're good. Yeah, as long as we score. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go into the overtime scenario. And uh, there's that play you ran to Tyson Williams early in the game, but this time USC is ready for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't work out, you know, how we expected, but, you know, second down, you kind of just happens in games, right? I mean, not every play is going to be perfect, and so you just move on, and, and uh, you diagnose exactly what they just did on the last one. So even with no time in and overtime, you still go tempo in an attempt to just run the play you want to run with that, yep. them off guard? 
Yeah, so you're trying to just catch them off guard. You you want to keep them in in their base stuff. You don't want to to uh, you know let them set up in something or, or throw a blitz at you. And um, you know, right here in this situation, you know, we really didn't have where. Uh, you know, a great place to go with the ball. You know, I should have tried to keep the play alive longer. You know, I tried to sneak through, you know, maybe try and find Tyson in the flat. But I'm always afraid of a defensive lineman that wears no gloves. He has, like, crazy, irrational confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid to break a finger. Not afraid. How much of uh, an atmosphere difference do you notice between playing in overtime at Tennessee and being on the field at home against USC? Because your head's in the game, and I know a lot of things are happening. So how, how much difference do you notice? Yeah, you know, it, you can actually think um, in this situation just because it's our own, it's our own fans. Um, you know, I was hoping we could steal. A, I think we had a post-corner called on right here. But I would say the biggest thing was just um, the fans weren't cheering against us. In Tennessee, it was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, we, I mean, we had snapping issues because they couldn't hear me clapping from two feet away. So, um, you know, here you can actually process what's going on. I swear they were playing like even crowd through the speakers like they were just enhancing that um, um, the noise throughout that Tennessee stadium. We got to get that at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, man. Don't they, we? They needed to with ninety thousand. What the heck? <laughs> with missing students yeah. too up in there. And Jake loves that upright, you guys. He loves hugging that upright he, with the pitching. He loves wedge. that uh, little fade into, uh, or sorry, the draw into the uh, field goal post. Yeah. Get scared for about half the kick, and then, and then the, it tills in. Well, yeah, this is a great angle of it. It's like that is no good. <laughs> Catch a little until right here, and the wind is blowing that direction. By the way, look at that. So you get the three. Okay, good. You get a stop. You're good. Um, when the offense comes off the field, is there any interaction with the defense of like, all right, let's do it, or is it like understood what? The yeah, no, needs to no for us. I mean, you can see I'm just sitting there watching the kick. Is you know we're not we're not over there talking to the defense much. It's it's just in overtime you just want to get points on the board. You don't want to leave with zero and give them the the ability just to kick a field goal and, and game over. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was good that we at least got a field goal in. I want to point something out here. Chaz Ayu is going to make a big play here in a minute. He gets hurt on first down. He comes back in on third down. Like he obviously hurt his shoulder or something, <laughs> right? So he lays a pop and and a tremendous TFL right there. Oh, that was, especially because we needed him um, coming back. And he, and with the big play at the end when Dian picked it, he was in the coverage where he, we needed him. And it was really good coverage where he was at, and he helped us make that play. Okay, USC back-to-back runs. They get to the 20, so it's a manageable third-down situation. There's a, a little action after uh, the play with some bodies getting thrown around. Um, but Kavika, what's what's the play that's drawn up here defensively on third and five? Um, I think it's still drop eight, but then we still um, let me see. And they love their trips, man. And they're gonna call a timeout here and figure it out. And that gives Chazayu time to get back in the game. Yeah, and he, that's, he's, that's he's really hurt. what helps he him comes back out in and right? coming yeah. back in. And they're one play away from winning or losing. I mean, it, that's that's the greatness of overtime, right? It's just you're one play away in that second one. So Slovis is frustrated because he's trying to get the ball, and this is where a home crowd comes in as an advantage, right? This is what you were doing with the Tennessee, Zach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it can be frustrating as a quarterback to just try and get everything settled, and they ran a little check with me right there, so you know, it burned some time off the clock as well, and, and they're just trying to figure out the best situation for them, and so you know, things start to get a little rushed when the clock starts getting low. Okay, Kavika, so after the timeout or in the timeout, 
um, having seen what you saw from the Trojans there before they called the timeout, how much does the defensive play shift? How, how much different is the defense called after the timeout? Um, I think we're just like, you already know what's going to come. It's They're going to get their short yards, get that first down, try to get a touchdown. But then we're just like, we have our guys, we're ready to go, and our play is still on where we know we'll stop them. Zach, you nervous here? Are you dying inside? What are you feeling? I I remember, honestly, I think I I can't remember who I was standing by on the sideline, but I was like, how great would it be to get an interception right here? Nice. End of the game. I remember (laughs) totally thinking that. And, uh, you know, it was one of those moments that was like, wow, that's a great feeling just to be able to walk off right now. As Jaron pointed out, Chaz Ayu back on the field. Diane Gawolaku. And it, Kavika, you and Chaz kind of tipped the ball up here. What what happened? Well, we know that they love their quick game. Um, we're going off their scheme. And then we we're just I was just trying to read their um, the quarterback while what was it Chaz? He had really good coverage on seeing where the ball was gonna go to. And I just happened to be there. He happened to be there. We both were able to make a good play for and then that's that's what um, football is all about. And then d- when the defense is there to rally um, on that tackle, on the defensive play, it ha- gives you opportunity and gave Diane an opportunity when you're um, going to the ball and trying to make that play. Are you in the middle of that uh, mayhem, Kavika, right now? Are you in the middle uh, of that? Yeah, I'm in the middle, but I was confused. I was confused, and I actually grabbed a student by the shoulders, and I said, what happened? What happened? <laughs> I, was like, I knew we won, but I want to know what. He said, Diane got a pick. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's amazing. That's we won, amazing. but I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I, I just really want to point it out that Chaz Ayu makes a huge play here hurt. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just think that means a lot for what this team represented, which was, listen, we got to just make a play and win the game, Zach, and that was representative of all of us. And then we knew that, like, we were running off little guys because Keenan got hurt, and then we had just little to spare. And then that's when we, we knew that it's either we're getting our leg broken, our arm broken for us to come out of the game. And he really showing that Chaz, with his, um, with his fight, he didn't want to back down. And, of course, Diane, a tremendous catch there. Oh, tremendous yeah. catch to finish it. Yeah, Diane having his way, he scores a touchdown, comes up with the game-winning interception. But you hear all those whistles blowing, so the fans kind of oh, have oh, to come on, dis- disband. <laughs> Let's go. And here we are again in another replay situation. So uh, what's that like? No, hey, we won! But, oh, wait, did, did, did we win? So uh, what's going on in your mind now, Zach? You know, I go up to Diane, I'm like, okay, did you catch it? Like, like only you know for real. Like, did you actually catch it? Like, don't mess around because, like, they'll know for sure. And, uh, you know, in that moment, he's like, no, I swear. Like, you know, it's like that's game. And, you know, that's, like, such a relieving feeling. Um, you know, these guys are just so assignment sound. You know, I'm just trying to look from a quarterback perspective. You know, I see a drop eight man with some sort of spy. Kavika does a great job of, of reading the quarterback's eyes. In quick game, it's, it's really hard to look off your receivers. And so he has an in-breaking route. Peyton chases the out-breaking route. And Kavika just does a great job moving with Keaton Slovis's eyes. And, you know, in that situation, he, had, he should have had some sort of way to hold Kavika, whether it was checking Michael Pittman to his left and trying to keep Kavika out of the way and coming back. But, you know, quick game, like I said, is hard and so Kavika just made a, a quick reactive play by, by just jumping the ball and, and breaking it up and giving Diane a chance to make a play. What's this moment like where it's official? Uh, it, you know it's really exciting you know I was happy for coach Kalani more than anybody. 
And two weeks in a row, overtime. And and this was an amazing celebration. You're two and one. You've just beaten Tennessee and USC. Uh, you've given the ch- the fans a chance to practice for Gonzaga later in the basketball season. I mean, it was awesome. It, it was, was awesome. It's great. Where are you in this right now, Zach? Uh, I was getting pummeled by somebody. I mean, I was actually <laughs> ready just to get off the field at that point. I was <laughs> like, like, get me out of here. Room. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was exciting, but it was kind of like I wanted to enjoy it with my teammates for a little bit. I had no idea when I, where anybody was, and, um, you know, it was a great feeling, though. Yeah, and Kavika, this time you knew, you knew what happened. Yeah, at this point you knew, so it was, <laughs> it was double exciting, right? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely exciting, especially when you get to, like, celebrate with the guys that you train all season with and all that sweat and tears, uh, good tears out of our body and not our eyes, but really we're – we just like love each other so much and then the best part is when we go inside and celebrate and dance and see Kalani's dance moves um, on a bum ankle from the week before oh, yeah, in the bum. Yeah. you can see his fight in the game too so I do want to point this out because it's BYU uh USC the next week goes and beats Utah that's their only loss in the uh, regular season so that was a big win an eight win USC team uh, eventually and eight win Tennessee team so you guys are two and one at this point feeling pretty good yeah feeling really good Zach, um, you talk about wanting to celebrate with your team. It's once you get into the locker room. Uh, Kavika brought up Kalani's dance moves, but w- what else is happening in those first few minutes? Yeah, for me, you know, it's, it's getting around to every single guy I can see and just, you know, telling them good job, giving them a hug, and just, you know, just, just kind of letting everyone know, like, hey, this is going to be something special. Like, we're a good team, and, you know, this is, this is how we need to finish games. And Kavika, three takeaways for the defense. That was, that was a big deal. Well, yeah, and... and- after that, you know, in the locker room, we always have to thank God for all the things that will happen um, in the game. So, and that's why I like um, this system where we can really lean on our on God and to thank Him on our successes. Yeah, and Zach, you're right. Not many BYU quarterbacks have faced Tennessee on the road and USC at home and won those games back to back. Not many teams have accomplished that feat. Uh, yet, yet you do it. And uh, more to come, man. We're looking yeah. forward to it. Be exciting. Can't wait. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on this uh, play-by-replay special. This was a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I learned a ton. This was awesome. I, I learned that Kavika didn't know uh, the BYU won. <laughs> and uh, Zach sees everything before the play. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I All right, guys. It. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank That'll you. do it. BYU-USC, September 14, 2019. The Cougars win another overtime thriller over USC. We'll see you next time.